0: This is a Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world that's guaranteed to increase your knowledge, skills, and capabilities when it comes to marketing for learning. Plus, there's a gratuitous amount of pineapples. You're welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast. It's Hannah here with you today. I'm so sorry I haven't been as present on the podcast lately. Um, I've been incredibly busy working on some really exciting projects with some clients, um, but I promise you I will try to be more present for you guys. I want to talk to you all today about a topic that is often overlooked by Ellen and when it comes to marketing, and that's our target audience's decision-making journey and the reason it's so often overlooked by l and is because we like to assume that our people aren't making a decision and that couldn't be further from the truth we assume that people have to want to learn and that's just not the case they might be an employee at your organization but that doesn't mean they give two hoots about the L&D offering that's available to them when we're considering this at mass we use a funnel called adl and that walks through all the different stages of awareness and understanding of your offering that people can go through. We start off at awareness. So they kind of they know something's going on. We move down to interest. We move to a desire, then to action. And then most importantly, for L&D, we look at loyalty. So I'm just going to spend 10 minutes today going through the Adol Funnel with you and giving you some thoughts about what you should be considering in your organisation and thinking about your learner's decision making journey. I can't give you the answers in this podcast. Only you will know the answers. Only you have that knowledge and understanding of your learning landscape in your organization, what your target audience wants and needs, who your target audience is. But hopefully this podcast will give you some flavor, some things to think about, some inspiration about how you can set the scene for your marketing to be better than just throwing stuff out there and hoping something sticks. Okay guys, just a quick Stephen Bartlett style interjection on my own podcast here. I've literally just said to you that I just want to spend 10 minutes talking to you. This clearly isn't a 10 minute podcast. The topic is so juicy, it's about a 20 minute treat for your ear holes. But don't worry, it's so worth it. But I don't know, maybe go make yourself a second cup of tea or something. Enjoy the podcast guys. So as I've already said, the funnel starts with awareness. And often, again, L&D will assume that all of their people fall into this awareness section. And again, that that might not be reality for your organisation. Do your people really know what is available to them? Do they have a real awareness of your learning offering? For some organisations, the truth is not all of their people know what's going on. So you might have people that you need to get into the awareness stage. Awareness is about engaging people with your learning offering without actually driving them to the end goal. We want our offering to be on their radar. We want them to have some kind of awareness of it. We want them to know it exists. We want them to be aware that it's there, but we're not actually asking them to do anything at this stage. When we think about how people think and feel at this stage and the kind of activities they're taking, the chances are this is nothing to do with LD at all. They might be getting on with their day job. You hope they are, don't you? They might be taking on a new project, enrolling new people into the organisation. They might be really distracted with something that's going on outside work. Um... Their objectives will not be about learning. Their objectives will be about getting their job done, being better at work. Maybe they've got their eyes on a promotion. Their thoughts and feelings, therefore, won't be about learning. And that's something people struggle to get their head around, that we're actually thinking about how they feel regardless of learning. Understanding our people in that extent really helps us understand what's going on and therefore we can market to them better. If we know that they've got their eyes set on a promotion, maybe then we we put out a message about career development and growth. If we know that actually they've got no intention of ever growing and they're really content in their role, maybe the messaging then is more about making their actual life easier right now. Understanding our people in this detail will let us pick better marketing tactics and messages to actually get them engaged with our learning offering. So when we're thinking about an awareness campaign, it's quite hard because Often we just want to put a call to action of go to the LMS or sign up for this course or check out this hub. And we, we can't do that at Awareness Stage. That's not what the awareness stage is about. Looking outside of the world of LD, a great example of this is those competitions you see on social media, more often on Instagram than anything else. Brands will put up posts getting people to like to share, to tag somebody in, to follow their brand just to win something. That is a real clear awareness stage campaign. They are not asking people, let's say it's a clothing brand, they're not asking people to go and buy their clothes. They're just asking them to follow. They're just asking them to tag somebody. They're getting that brand in that person's mind without actually saying to them, please go and buy our clothes please go and do this. You're asking them to just be aware of who you are. Another example of an awareness stage campaign that we see a lot in our day-to-day lives is things like um, brands and businesses sponsoring football teams. So then all the football players are running around with whatever brand it is on the front of their um, top. And often that's got nothing to do with sport at all, but it gets that brand out there and it it, it triggers a brand recognition in people that perhaps wouldn't exist otherwise. So when we're thinking from a learning context, you might just want to put out some teaser videos, some images that perhaps aren't driving anybody anywhere, but are raising awareness of whatever it is you're trying to promote. If you're trying to promote your entire learning learning offering, maybe it's something more along the lines of personal development, growth, that kind of thing. If you're trying to raise awareness of a particular topic that you're trying to promote. Maybe you'll find some key facts about that topic and put them out there. It's a really important stage to get your people thinking about what you want them to think about. After the awareness stage, we go into the interest stage and that's when people start realising, oh, actually, that might be relevant to me. I might want to get involved in that. So we've gone a bit further than it being on their radar. They're actually thinking about how it could apply to them how it could benefit them, how it can make their life easier, and so on. At this stage, they're probably more likely to be thinking about learning, but they're not completely sold yet. So if your marketing is around your entire learning offering and career growth or having the skills of the future, let's say, they might start thinking, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should look into that. They're not doing it yet but they're a bit further than just going, yeah, I know that exists, whatever. So they're kind of thinking, all right, this might be worthwhile, but I'm not actually moving just yet. At this point, we need to add some flavor to our marketing. We need to add some more details. So great marketing tactics around this stage are like top tips or a blog or an ebook, something along those lines that get people thinking, doing something small, to really plant that seed in their mind that this topic is really important and they need to engage with it. You want them to be intrigued. So you want them to want to learn more. So you don't want to give everything away at this stage. But you also use this stage to demonstrate the quality of your work. So it can't be a half assed e-learning module that's five minutes long look have this quick teaser and you've put no effort into it because then they'll assume that the rest of your learning offering is exactly the same it needs to demonstrate the quality of your work while also leaving them wanting more it's a critical stage if you want people to come into your learning offering and get involved with your learning offering with the right mindset So after the interest stage, we've kind of got them going, oh, all right, maybe, maybe maybe I'll do this. We move into desire and that's when people start going, yeah, I want to do that. I want to be involved in that. That is right up my street. I've got to get involved. But remember, they haven't got involved yet. So they might have realised at this stage that they want to learn something new, that they need to learn something new but what they're actually doing is considering whether your offering that you've been marketing to them is actually right for them. In L&D circles, we're starting to get much more aware of the fact we have a lot of competition. And that makes me so happy. Because when I first started in this industry, people didn't realize that they they didn't realize that L&D does have competitors. So at this stage your target audience are looking at your competitors. They're wondering, is it quicker if I just watch a YouTube video? Will that give me the information I need. They're probably Googling stuff around it. They might be looking at external learning libraries. They might be looking at external courses. They might be looking at university courses, depending on your subject matter. At this stage, they are probably thinking, should I get involved or not? So at this stage, we kind of need to use some different tactics. We want to create a sense of urgency and we want to emphasise the pains and the struggles that we are relieving for them. So if you think that people are perhaps looking elsewhere, maybe we want to emphasise the fact that this is bespoke for your organisation. This is how you are going to become a leader at our organisation. Maybe you want to emphasise the subject matter experts that you've used on this programme. Maybe the fact it's free. Who knows? That might be a relevant um, message for your target audience. But you need to start adding some urgency. We want people at this stage to go into the action stage thinking, yep, I'm good to go. I've got to get involved. So then we move into the action stage. And at this stage, you might be like, oh, if they've done the thing I want them to do, then job done. I don't need to do any more marketing. And that's where a lot of people fall short. Our marketing journey does not stop when a person has done the thing we want to do. If you think about any kind of high-value product you've purchased, did that company just not talk to you again after you've made the purchase? No. You would have likely have got follow-up emails. Maybe they would have asked you to review the product or service. Um, Maybe they would have suggested some other products or services for you. They keep the conversation going. And that's what L&D need to do when their target audience are in the action stage. Your people can fall into two buckets here. They can have a great experience with your learning. And then they're much more inclined to get involved again. They're loving it. They're going to give you great reviews. Yep, they're really happy. Or actually, they could have an awful time. And they might fall into the bucket of not wanting to get involved with learning again. And we then have to remarket to them and actually invest a lot more in getting that person to re-engage with us. So now is also the time that you've got to blow their socks off with an incredible learning experience. You can't outmarket a bad learning experience. So if you've really, really impressed everyone up until this point, and then your learning offering is like straight out of the 90s and so boring, you're going to lose them. And then you're going to have wasted all of that hard work we've done up until this point. So don't overlook the importance of fantastic learning design. I know for a fact, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure your learning design is second to none. But I just want to make that clear. You can't outmarket bad learning. But when we're looking at this stage from a marketing point of view, we need to keep our brand front of mind. And yes, you do have an L&D brand. We've got a whole podcast on the topic. Go look at it or listen to it. You don't look at a podcast. Anyways. You want to stay front of mind. You want your people to remember you. You want them to re-engage with you after they've completed that course, after they've got involved with your training program or whatever it is they've done at this stage. So at this point, we're thinking really, really enticing, punchy, relevant, attention-grabbing emails, messages, maybe posters, Maybe you've got to give them a giveaway at the training that they can be like, oh, look at me. I've got this nice sticker. Maybe it's certificates. I talk to so many people and they're like, oh, my my employees really like certificates and I don't understand why. It's a sense of like achievement. Look at me. I've got my certificate. I want to share it with everyone. So maybe that's a marketing tactic you're going to use to make sure you're grabbing their attention, keeping their attention and making them really happy at this stage. But that's not the end of our marketing journey. We then have the loyalty stage. Loyalty is about getting people to re-engage with you, but also to do some of your marketing for you. If somebody has the best possible experience, they've absolutely loved it, from the moment they've become aware about your product all the way through to the completion of your program, your course, your training offering, whatever it is, they're going to talk about it. They're going to say to a colleague, yeah, yeah, I was on that training last week. It's actually really good, you know. I really enjoyed it. They're going to promote it without being asked to. They're going to tell their friends, their peers, their colleagues, their leaders, how great your learning experience is. So we want to keep them really engaged in this loyalty stage because they make our lives easier. If they're promoting it for us, we have to put less effort in that's the god's honest truth it's easier if you're getting your people to be advocates and influencers about your learning offering and we need to grab them in this loyalty stage so when it comes to the tactics we can use at this stage to keep people engaged sometimes people are oh what can i do just send out an email um do i have to send up a freebie What, what do i do you want to create a sense of community and value add. So a great example of this is our masterclass community. We've got a Slack channel for everyone that's ever been through the Marketing for LD masterclass. Everyone in there is kind of in the same boat. They're all trying to learn marketing for learning. And now there's over 50 people in this channel that are all there to help one another. So we get people writing comments, guys, what do you think about this? What would you do in this situation? And we've created this sense of community between these people. We're also giving them tons of value. Ashley and I are in there. We've replied to messages. We say, Oh, have you about this? We're giving away our knowledge for free. So, is there a way you could do that? Is there a way that you could create a community sense? Is it doing lunch and learns in your office? Is it creating a community of people that have been through? Is it using these people as influencers and getting them to record a selfie video and push it out there? That's a great way of making a certain type of person feel really, really good. Look at me. That's my face. Everyone's got to listen to me. Is it something like that? Loyalty is, I don't want to say the most important, but it's up there, stage in our learner's decision-making journey. Because we can create a flywheel approach with loyalty the more people that are happy and loyal, they'll tell more people, more people will get involved and then those people become loyal and our marketing circle goes round and round and round. And it creates huge impact. It boosts engagement for your learning and it helps you overcome some of your biggest problems in marketing for learning. And most of all, the best part about getting your loyal advocate to carry on promoting your learning is the people they recommend you offering to won't go into the awareness stage. They'll jump straight into the interest stage, or maybe they'll jump straight into the desire stage, depending on how well that person's promoted your offering. So then you don't have to worry about that top bit for those people because they're coming into it with the right frame of mind. Of course, you will still be doing that marketing because you won't be able to capture everyone through word of mouth or through influence marketing. But it absolutely gives an almost like compound effect to your marketing. And the more and more people are talking about it, the more and more people that are involved and engaged with your learning offering, the easier it will be to overcome your engagement problems once and for all. The final thing I want to say about the ADOL model is LNGs have this inclination. And it's funny because marketers don't do it. Marketers do the opposite l and assume positive intent. They assume their people, their target audience are super happy and they love learning and they really want to get involved. When you put on your marketing hat, you kind of have to think the opposite way. Let's assume they don't like learning because then we can think about how we can persuade them to like learning. If we're already assuming that they like it, well, we're not really going to have to do much to get them to do the next stage, are we? But if we think, oh, actually, they're not aware, they've got no idea, we'll put a lot more effort into that awareness stage. And if we think at the awareness stage now, they're not interested, we'll put more effort into persuading them to be interested. So try not to assume positive intent, even when you get down to that action stage. What if they hated the program? What can you do to re-engage them? It's difficult because you're criticizing your own work. But try to be objective. Try to take your thoughts and feelings out of the equation so that you can better understand what your people are doing at each stage and therefore better market your offering to them at each stage of awareness. The ADOR model is actually what we use here at Mass as the backbone of all of our strategic work with clients. We understand what our people are doing at each stage and then that dictates our campaigns, our st- tactics we use, the strategy we take. Without doing this bit of work, like I said at the top of the podcast, you're kind of just shoving stuff out there and hoping it sticks. We don't want to do that. That's not how you do marketing for learning effectively. So take the time to go through this model. Think about what your people are doing at each stage and how you can best influence them. And that is what's going to be the difference between ad hoc, hoping for the best marketing. And marketing for learning that really, really works. So I hope you found this podcast useful, guys. I really love the ADOL model. Ashley always takes a mick out of me when I say I love a model. She calls me a geek. Uh, but I do love the ADOL model because I think it really helps L&D contextualize what we're doing and compartmentalize each stage of the journey and why we need to do different marketing for different stages. It creates a springboard for your marketing efforts, And it honestly does make your marketing more effective if you spend the time understanding this process and understanding your people. If you have any questions on the AIDL model, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to discuss it with you. And if there's any other topics that you want us to discuss on the podcast, please do let us know. We love hearing from you all. Um, And if you haven't, I will see you on the next podcast, guys.